Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome <clears throat> to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, live at 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bis Medrash, firstseder.org. Wonderful, wonderful program. I just caught the end of Rabbi Greenspan's Pele Yoyitz here. And uh, it's an unbelievable schedule and opportunity. Look into it, become a part of it. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners of Ezra Hashem be joining the Shir. This series of Shirim has been sponsored by Rebitzok Saflis of Bottom Line Marketing Group. It's a schus for all of the tzaddikim we learn about, for his family, himself, his family, and for all of us who participate in the Shir. So today we are going to, we're continuing in the, our uh, series on the Bali Musr, and different Musr Svarim and Mercer personalities. And we're going to go back a little bit. Last week we did, or the last time we were together, we did Rabbi Tzil Petterberger. It's already a few weeks. And now we're going to go back to Rabbi Sol Salant's Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Zundel Salant. Rabbi Yosef Zundel Salant, sometimes known as Rabbi Zundel or the Tzaddik Rabbi Zundel. And I thought about doing Rabbi Yosef Zundel when we did Rabbi Chaim Velazhener but we ended up going in a different uh, vein and a different, uh, a different way. And now we're coming back to it as part of the Bali Musr. And um, for a while I wanted to do Rav Zundel because I've been at his kever numerous times on Harazesim. He's right in the same row as uh, you have Rabbi Yaakov Berlin, then it's his father, and then you have Rishmuel Salant's son, then you have Rishmuel Salant, who was Rav Zundel's son-in-law, then you have Rav Zundel, um, you have, uh, in that area, you have the uh, Reb Nachum Shadikar, the Imre Bina, above them, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, and his Rabbi, Rabbi Avram Shag, and Rabbi Yitzel Petterberger's father. The, that's the old Yushalayim section on Harazesim. So I've been there, Baruch Hashem, numerous times, and therefore I wanted to go into Reb Zundel. Reb Zundel was Nifter in the year 1865, Gimel Cheshvan Tof Resh Chav Vav. He was born in Salant, Blitta, part of Russia at the time, on Rosh Hashanah of Tov Kuf Memvov, 1785. His father's name, and he refers to his father in a letter as Harav Hagadol, the great Rav, Rabbi Yamin Benish. And his mother's name was Pesa. Now, he came from a Meyuchistik family, and um, in a letter that he writes to one of his relatives, he says that you asked me if I know about our grandfather, Hagoyin Mareiner of Fivershatzal, who was the Av Bezdin in Vilna, and then he ended up in Yerushalayim. So he writes, I saw in a sefer called Divrei Yosef, who copied from the notebooks of the Svardim in Yerushalayim, and this is what it says there, Bishnas Tov Yud, in the year Tov Yud, which is 1650, and he's going, they're going through something that happened there with the different Rabbanim, Gam HaRavfaivish Ashkenazi, they called him Ravfaivish Ashkenazi, again they were the Svardim, so he was the Ashkenazi, HaMechuna Uri Shraga, who is nicknamed Uri Shraga, Talmud Maram Lublin, he's a Talmud of the Maram Lublin. So this was the Yichos that they were Miyachas themselves back to. Again, 1785 he was born, so this was in the uh, mid-1600s, his Miyachas back to this grandfather. Um, as a Bachar, he traveled to Valozhin to learn by Reb Chaim Valozhiner, and Reb Chaim um, brought him close and was Mekar of him and gave him special attention. Reb Shmuel Salant, the Rav Yerushalayim, the son-in-law of Reb Zundel, said 
that he heard from Rabbi Yaakov Karlin, the author of the Mishkanes Yaakov, that Rabbi Chaim loved Rabbi Zundel more than all the Talmidim. And uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kalin said, he said, we didn't know the reason, and it was actually something we didn't understand. It was a puzzle to us. But it's well known that Rabbi Zundel, that was lo- beloved by Rabbi Chaim more than all of his Talmidim. And in fact, one time they say a story that a Talmud came to Rabbi Chaim Velazhner and told him that they have to fix something on the sukkah outside and uh, to make it kosher. And Rabbi Chaim said, if Rabbi Zundel is the one who put the schach on the sukkah, we don't have to check it. There's nothing for us to think about. It's for sure kosher. That's how much um, faith he put into Reb Zundel. Now when he was in Velazhin, there's also a famous story. His friends noticed that every morning before Shachris, he would walk through the marketplace, the Gaiusha marketplace, and he used to have like a pipe in his, in his hand and in his mouth. And those days, that was like for the, uh, you know, the proud, um, the rich, uh, modern, so to speak, people walked around with a pipe strutting through the marketplace. And um, finally, they ended up asking Reb Chaim Velazhner, what's going on with your Talmud? And he asked Reb Zundel, Reb Zundel told him that he notices a lot of Jewish women buy from this, the bakers in the marketplace. And he wants to make sure that it's past Yisrael. So he goes into each of the bakery shops and he asks for a light for his pipe, and then he takes a match and he throws it into the oven, and that could turn it into Pas Yisrael. This is how, his, besides his godless, as we'll see, and everything else, he was looking out to help others, always to help others behind the scenes, um, to make sure that nobody was over on any surim with Goyesha bread. Now, <clears throat> much, much of what we have from Abchaim Velazhener um, comes from Rav Zundel. Um, from Reb Chaim he learned Emunah Bitachin. Nefesh Chaim is full of Emunah Bitachin in the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. And Reb Zundel was excelled in the area of Emunah Bitachin, as we'll see. In a letter to his son, Reb Zundel writes, Amen, you should know and believe, Ki Hashem All of man's steps come from Hashem. Hakol Nigzar Min Hashemayim. Everything has been decreed from heaven. And every moment, which place will a person be? How long will he be there? And with whom will he be there? This is all decreed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he would say, There's a big machlaikas in what bitachin is, a chazanish and others, but the way Reb Zundel said is, Skulas habitachin is that a person um, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will follow the will of the person who relies on him with a complete heart. And he will give him all that he needs in every place and in all times. And in another letter he writes to his son, he says, to work on your bitachon, you should constantly review Psukim of bitachin and salvation, like Kaveh El Hashem, Chazak Libecha, and others, constantly be saying these, and these will strengthen your bitachin. And he says, and when a person turns his entire heart to Hashem, Hashem turns to him, and he protects him and takes care of him, like it says Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. Your shadow, the way you turn, the shadow follows you. The way a person turns to Hashem, Hashem reciprocates. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Salant, his son-in-law, says that everyone knows that Rabbi Yosef Zundel was Pesh Lishi 
the third mouth of Elio, meaning the Vilna Goyen. Because his Rabbi Reb Chaim was Pesheini, the second mouth, he received it from the Vilna Goyen. And the third was his Talmud, Rabbi Yosef Zundel. And he writes, V'tayres ha-grois ha-shkura b'fiv v'halach b'drachov. The Torah of the Vilna Gain was constantly in his mouth, and he went in the ways of the Vilna Gain. His whole life was about Reb Chaim Velazhener and the Gra. And especially when it came to his way of learning, the Gra's derech halimud, that everything should be asuke shmaitza aliba dehilchasa, a person should learn and come from his learning to come to the practical halacha, that was the derech of the Gra, not in Populim, and all types of... Um, uh, intellectual exercises, the point was to come pashapshat, understand clearly to the depth of it, and come to the halacha. In Ar Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta writes on page Mem in the footnote there, he writes, Mishvat Limudai, the way that Reb Zunda learned, Ha'ikari Ha'yabi'iyun Ha'nitzrech Lamaisa, in learning in depth and with intensity, understanding what, how to come to practical halacha. Laman HaGemara, he would learn the Gemara, and he learned the Beis Yosef, and the, all the Achroinim Bi'iyun, with great, great depth. Uvi Yoyser Ho'iyun HaGadol, and the greatest depth that he had was Bibiure HaGrozal. In the, in the uh, Bior HaGro, on Shulchan Aruch, the comments of the Gro, he would put a lot of effort into the Gro's works. And Rabbi Shol Santa writes, When my Rabbi would learn a passage in Shulchan Aruch, In his mind, he would have in front of him as if someone was asking him this question and all the intricacies of what this question is. And then he has the Shulchan Aruch in front of him telling him how to paskim. And he continues, he says, This is the way he learned Tanakh, Gemara, Midrashim, Zoyar. Hayasoid, the, 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 his focus was Lechapes Yedias Hamaisa in order to understand Lemaisa, what we get out of this. And this is from everything, even from Midrashim and, and, and Tanakh. What do I learn from this practically? How do I apply this to my practical life? And most of all, his great toil in his Midois and Chayves Halavavis in his Avaitas Hashem, and who he is as a person, and his, his Midas Taivas, what we would call Musr, the, the limit of Musr, this is what he worked on with great intensity. And therefore you find in his writings, he would call Reb Chaim Velazhener Admar, meaning my Rebbe, and he would refer to the Gra as Harav HaGadol. So this, is, this was who he was, he was a Shalshalas, part of the chain of Teres HaGra, as a Talmud of Ruchayim Velazhener. Now Ruchayim Velazhener, we spoke about this, I remember exactly all the details when we gave a shir on Ruchayim, was an unbelievable um, mechanic, pedagogue. He was someone who was a mechanic, and not only that, he was able to recognize from a person what his nature is, what his talents are, what he needs to work on. He was unbelievable at figuring out who a person is, and it wasn't just a natural thing. There's a chachma to this, and he gave over this chachma to Rabzundur. Rabzundur had this. He was able to look at people, and he was able to see beyond the externals and see what the person truly is. Sometimes it was the taif, sometimes it was lara. Sometimes there was a person who would come and look like a big tzaddik, and Reb Zundel realized he was a faker. And Reb Zundel realized sometimes how the person would needed to be 
uh, maneuvered, so to speak, and be mechanichim into becoming the best that he could be. Now, one of the things Reb Chaim Velazhner taught his Talmidim, and in a letter to his grandson, Reb Chaim Velazhner writes, A person always has to be thinking about Divrei Taira. Gam, you can't hear me? They're saying they can't hear me. Not sure why. My microphone is working. There's green coming up. Can't hear? No one could hear? You could hear? Two of you could hear? Okay. I guess some people could hear. Um, so, any better? Anyone? Yeah? Okay. I guess I'll continue. Um, so Reb Chaim, in a, um, in a letter to his grandchildren, grandson, he says, you should always be thinking in Divrei Taira, even while you're eating, or even while you're in bed, your thoughts should be in Divrei Taira. And Rabbi Sol Salanter writes about Reb Zundel, who Hayasula Mutavartza, he was like a ladder standing on the ground, meaning he was busy with his business, as we'll see, he was a businessman. Um... But uh, but his uh, head was in the heavens. And his head was in the Shamayim at the same time, very busy with his uh, Ruchnias, with his Neshama, his Neshama. And um, he was doing both at the same time, like Rabbi Chaim Velazhner taught his Talmidim. And in fact, it's interesting. The Teres Avram, Zichrayin Levrachar, Bevram Grzinski, my Shver's grandfather, the Talmud of the altar from Slabodka in his Sefer on page Reish Vav, he brings from the altar from Slabodka Bishem Rebishal Salanter, who said that Rebishal Salanter figured out that a person actually could think two separate thoughts at the same time. He could be thinking about two different, it's physically possible to do such a thing. And the Torah of Ram says, and he, he told his Talmidim that. Um, his 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 and he told them exactly how to do it. Okay, he told them exactly how to do it in order not to be mavatel from divrei Taira, even while they're speaking to people. So even while they're speaking to people, they could still the thoughts could be on one thing, and they could still be talking to people, even though the thoughts are in divrei Taira. So this seems to have come. Reb Zundel had this midah as well. Um, he also was Mikalva from Chai Velazhner, the proper outlook on Taira. In a letter he writes, I heard from Reb Chaim Velazhner that he said, if one word of the Gemara will somehow become bottle, the world has to be destroyed. Meaning to say that the, the Taira is the source of the entire creation, and it keeps the creation going. And any little type of pegia, any little type of... Um, uh, messing around, so to speak, or doing anything against the Torah is as if you're damaging the entire the entire world. So this is understanding that Torah is everything, and you can't like the reformers and stuff and those who wanted to come be mivatel things from the Torah, and the, this is like playing with the world. Now, when it comes to Kabbalah, or in fact, when it comes to the Kates, the Kates is the time when Mashiach is going to come. He writes that I was once by the Rebbe Avram Menagra, the Gra's son, and we spoke about the Bir Hagra in his Sefer Safra Ditsniusa, which talks about when Mashiach's going to come, that Kates, that unknown time. He says, We talked about it at length, and that night I saw an older man 
in my dream, and he was very upset at me. His face, he, I saw that he was upset at me. And when I woke up the next day, I asked people if they could describe to me what the gra looked like. And uh, I realized it was him, and he wasn't happy that I was um, being involved in these types of uh, pursuits. But it's interesting, even though he writes that, in the Sefer HaMashkiach, about Remeir Chadosh, Zichrayin Levracha, the Mashkiach of Chevrayin, it says over there that there was a big tzaddik, Reb Shmuel Schenker. Shmuel Schenker was the son-in-law of Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. And uh, years ago in uh, Camp Aguda, Toronto, I had a, a counselor, I think it was, or a, I think a counselor, named Shmuel Schenker, a, a grandson of this Reb Shmuel Schenker. And I heard, this is the first time I heard this story that I'm going to tell you now. And he had a messiah of Shmuel Schenker from Reb Naftali Amsterdam, from Reb Zundel, from Reb Chaim, from the Gra. What's the side Kate's Hagolus? Somehow the Kate's when the end of the Golus is going to be. And in fact, Rishmul Shenker wanted to give it over to Rameir Chadash, and he called him to come to his house. And Rameir told him that my son, Rebaran Chadash, who is the Mashkiach and Mir, his Chatzinah tonight, I'll come tomorrow. And that night, Rishmul Shenker was Nifter, and that side went with him to Shamayim. Um, he he learns from Rav Chaim Velazhin, even though Velazhin there was not necessarily a stress on Kabbalah, but we mentioned this with the other Talmud and Rav Chaim Velazhin and Fravitzel Velazhin, that um, he learned from Rav Chaim Velazhin in Kabbalah, and Kameyas. Kameyas are these writings that you give a person as a skula. He also learned that from Rav Chaim Velazhin, we said Rabitzel Velazhin had that as well. And even though when it came to other things, we'll see Rimzundo remained a hidden tzaddik, but when it came to Kamea, since it's to help other people, he, uh, it was pretty public that he knew how to write Kameas and how to utilize them. Now, in a letter that he wrote in 1865, right before he was Nifter, he writes about a story that happened in Velazhin, that there was a bacher named Eliakim Adritsener, Adritsner, something like that, who eventually ended up being the Mashkiach in Velazhin when the Nitziv was Rosh Hashiva. And he got drunk on Simchas Taira, and he didn't act properly towards Reb Chaim Velazhiner, Abitzel Velazhiner. And they, uh, they, so the bacher wanted to throw him out of the Beis HaMedrish, but they couldn't get him out. So Reb Zundel asked Reb Chaim if he could tie him up, and uh, then pick him up and take him out. And uh, Reb Chaim and Reb said to do that. And even after he took him out of his medrash, he kept on screaming at him about Kavad Taira until he sobered up a little bit and he got so shook up, this Reb Yakum, he ran to the Bis medrash and he learned there till the morning. And Reb Zundel writes, After that, we continued to be Oyavim Nemanim, very, very close friends. He says, but now, years later, I'm thinking to myself, Maybe I think I forgot to ask him Mechila, or I didn't ask it properly. And he says, even though I was commanded by Rukhaim to do this, but, you know, maybe I should have done it a little bit more sweet. I shouldn't have screamed at him. And he writes, he's writing this to, to Velazh, and he writes, I, I sent a letter of Mechila, and I sent even with Rabbi Yaakov Berlin, sent it to his son, the Nitziv. He says, but it seems Rabbi Yaakov was nifter already. So Reb Zundel asked whoever he was writing this to, to uh, get a, it's an unbelievable letter actually, and I actually saw a picture online of, a, um, of the actual letter, it was in some auction, they had the actual letter. Um, he asked, take a minion to his kever to be mavakish mechila, like it says in Hilchus Yemekipurim, Imagen Avram, exactly how one goes about doing this. Thing, doing this. Now, Reb Naftali Amsterdam in the Sivas R on page 129, he writes, I saw myself many papers 
that he wrote Reb Zondel of questions that he asked Reb Chaim Velazhener and also stories that he, unbelievable stories that he had from Reb Chaim Velazhener. And I saw there that he asked him when he was leaving Velazhen, which Sefer Musr should I, uh, is it good for me to learn? And Reb Chaim answered him in the following, Kol Sivrei Musr Taiv Lomayd, all Svarim are good to learn, Ach Sefer Mesilus Yisharim Hu Yemen Alach, but the Mesilus Yisharim should be your guide, that should be your Sefer. So he left Velazhen and he went back to Salant. And Naftali Amsterdam writes that his Rebbe was Reb Chaim, of course, and he used to travel to him constantly, and he learned from him, Darkai Bakaydesh, how to act. And so even after he left Velazhen, he remained, so to speak, a Talmud of Reb Chaim. Reb Naftali writes that after Reb Chaim was Nifter, he decided to go to Reb Kivager to, to pose him, to learn from him. And he was there for a little bit. He was a big mevakesh of Zundel, trying to learn from whomever he could learn from, from the G'dayli Adar. Now, as we said on the Sherem Reb Chaim Velazhener, I'm sorry, on Reb Sol Salanter, Reb Zundel decided to be a hidden tzaddik, to be a soicher, to be a, 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 a businessman, a peddler. And he was uh, very successful. People didn't know who he was, even in Salant. As we said then, they called him Zundel the soicher. They didn't even call him Reb. And Reb Tali Amsterdam writes, Haya... He worked very hard to be someone who was hidden. You cannot see anything externally on him of who he truly was. And Rav Tali writes, He lived in poverty. He didn't have a steady um, parnasa, way of living. Sometimes he would learn with the Talmud, it says. Sometimes he'd be involved in some type of business. He would go to the city of Memel, which wasn't so far from there. Um... Right, wasn't so far from, from Salant. And um, sometimes in the middle, he would just drop everything and go to learn somewhere, Bepricious, totally separate, for a year. One time he was in Mir for an entire year. So, you know, I guess if he needed money, he tried to make some money. But very often he would take off, and people didn't recognize what he was doing. Now, Reb Naftali writes, he also toiled very hard in the Midah of Bitochen, as we mentioned before. V'sipru mimenu, and they said from him, and Reb Sal Salanter said from him, Maisim neiroim niflaim, unbelievable, awesome stories from his Midas of Bitochen, that he would use his Midah, and he achieved and he got things that are lemvailo minateva, things supernaturally, so to speak. Like he said before, if you rely fully on Hashem, Hashem will give you everything you're, you, um, you need. And um, as we said before, he would always tell his, uh, his grandchildren and his Talmidim, and um, he would teach them about Midas Habitachain and Chizak HaTayra, and he would say as follows, he would tell his grandchildren, anyone who sits and learns Taira and does not worry about his Parnasa, and he has emuna, complete emuna in the Rabbi Nishalaylam, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of him, he does not have to worry. Again, obviously, there's a very high madrega we're talking about over here. We're talking about, he's saying, you don't even have to do ishtadlus, that is what it sounds like. He says, he will get his parnasa in any fashion, even if it means that golden coins will fall out of the walls of his house. You know, they say money doesn't grow on trees. I guess it's possible it can. And this is Rabzunda will tell his children, if you actually dedicate yourself totally to Taira, with no worries in the world, totally reliance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the highest levels of Bitachin and Shara Bitachin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make anything happen for the person. Now one of the stories they say about his Bitachin is when his daughter um, came of age, 
um, to be married, he, he says, I already have a shidduch for her. And he didn't listen to shidduchim. And they asked him, who, who, who's your shidduch? He said, Shmuel Salant. Shmuel Salant was a Eloi from Salant. And all the rich people in the whole country wanted him as a son-in-law. And uh, Reb Zundel said, don't worry, he's going to be my son-in-law. They, they almost thought that he lost his mind. Again, remember, many of them didn't even know who he was. He was just Zundel the Seicher. And uh, even the few who knew who he was, they still said, like, you're not going to get him. You're a pauper. He, all the rich people are running after him. And uh, without going into the actual story, but in an unbelievable way, he ended up being, Reb Shmuel Salant ended up being his son-in-law. Now, Reb Zundel didn't talk about the Nisim that happened with him, even though Reb Salant just said over stories, but he was very quiet, of course. His children found, and his son found in one of his ksavim, that he wants his children that um, one day in Kislev they should celebrate as a yontif because of a miracle that happened to him. But his son said, I don't even know what he's talking about, what miracle was he referring to. They ended up finding out from Salant that um, there was the, when the Polish made a revolution against the Russians, um, they thought he was one of them or something, and the Polish, they took him and they, put, they, they, they sentenced him to hanging, and he was already up there, the noose was around him, he already said Vidoy, and a knife in Pella, um, the Russians came and he was saved, and he felt that that was an ace that he made, and those are one of the many Nisim that happened to him, but many of them remained um, something that he didn't tell anyone. Um, Rav Naftali continues to write, his actions, his tzidkus, his chasidus, his piety, it's something that, if you hear about it, you're like in wonder. Um, and this is not just, just in his tzidkus, and how he acted. He says, one night they found him making like a stone uh, street, like a path in a street that was full of um, dirt, and was full of mud, and they asked him, what are you doing? And he said, Something happened here with the Zoom. I don't know what happened. Oh. And he said, and he said that um, he said that his mother walks there and he has to take care of her. She doesn't want her to get dirty. And one time they found him by the by the gate of his chutzer of his courtyard, and he was banging something. Uh, and he said he says that the lock somehow got got uh, something was wrong with it, and the door would close, and the aniyim wouldn't be able to open the door. And there's a beferish gemara above a basrut says if you want to know what is a proper gate, this leipaisachas that you're able to open it up. So he says I gotta fix it. So this is like again learning every gemara like we said before every halacha lemaisa. Um, and this Reb Naftali continues to bring those two stories Reb Naftali Amsterdam brings. He says his mili de chasidusa gedayla. Very interesting thing. His chasidus asher ein oila adam. Things that people don't think of. For example, one time he was talking to someone during Hanukkah, and someone started talking about something that was not a pleasant topic. It was a dover shel tsar, a painful thing. And Rizundu said, "Stop! You're not allowed to talk about painful things during Hanukkah." How do I know? Since Chazal said in during Hanukkah you cannot eulogize someone, that's Tsar, so you see that you can't say anything of Tsar during Hanukkah. Says Ibn Abtali Amsterdam, where did he get that from? The Mesil Sisharim in Chasidah says that Nachas Ruach what's a true pious person? Lahavin Davar Midavar. A person looks at things and understands other things of what he should do. So if Chazal said you can't make a haspid, you extrapolate from that anything of Tsar cannot be talked about. That's a true chassid, that's chassidus, and that's who he was. 
Now we mentioned the Shir and Rasul Salanter, that Rasul Salanter saw him and recognized something special about him. And he asked his father-in-law, who is he? He says he's Zundel, the businessman. And Rabbi Sol Salanter said that I watched him for a few minutes and I saw that everything he did, the way he ate, the way he made brachas, was bidiktuk, was so exact in halacha. And listen to Rabbi Sol Salanter said, I noticed that in everything he paskined like the Rambam, except for two things that he seemed to paskin like the Ravid against the Rambam. That shows you who Rabbi Sol Salanter was as well. But that is what he, um, that is what Rabbi Sol Salanter noticed about him. And Rabbi Naftali Yansam continues to write, his anibus was also limafli, his humility was something unbelievable, and this is who he was in Adam HaShalim. Now, another interesting thing about um, Reb Zundel was, he was a person, they call him a Baal Seder Nifla. Everything was very in order, very orderly person. Probably today we would call him like a, a yaki. And he used to say that a lack of order causes a person to have Bilbul Hadas, to be confused. And he says, if you're not things aren't in order in regular worldly things, so that means in your Avedah Hashem also, things are not going to be in an orderly matter, manner. And in fact, every day he would make a schedule and a list for himself, all the things he has to do every single day in exact order of what needs to be done. One time there was a bacher who ate by his ta- at his table lunch. He used to eat by his table lunch. It's called eating tag. The bacher would eat a day. They would have days to eat by the balabatim. And after he finished eating and he was ready to leave, Reb Zundel said, I see you didn't learn properly today. So he got all shook up. Why not? What did I do wrong? He says, you're right. You washed your hands properly. You made a bracha properly. You ate properly. But you didn't clean up. You didn't put the salt shaker back in its place. You didn't put the knife back in its place. If you would have learned Tyra, since Derecheretz Kadma Tyra, if you would have learned Tyra properly today, so you would have put everything back in its place properly the way it's supposed to be done. But I see, obviously, you must not have learned properly if you didn't clean up after yourself. Now, it seems that at the end of his days in Salant, um, people started chopping who he was and people came to him. And therefore, when he decided to leave Eretz Yisrael, people were not so excited. They wanted him there. And the year Tav Kuf, Tzadik Ches, 1838, um, he, decided to, um, he decided to leave to go to Eretz Yisrael. And when they heard he's coming to Yerushalayim, they decided that he's going to be the Meirah Hira. He's going to be the Rav, so to speak, to Paskin Shiles in Yerushalayim. And he agreed, he said, until someone who is more Roy, more fitting, comes, then he'll give up his post to that person. Now, he wanted his son-in-law, Rav Shmuel Salan, to come with him. But Rav Shmuel Salan said he didn't want to leave. And uh, Rav Zundel told him, don't worry, and, uh, you, you're going to come soon. And about two years later, Rav Shmuel, I think, had a heart attack, and the doctors told him he has to move to a warm place. They told him go to Italy or Spain or something like that. And he says, for that price, I might as well go to Yerushalayim. And that's when Rav Shmuel Salant came to Yerushalayim. Now, um, when Rav Zundel came to Yerushalayim, the first thing he said is, I have to go to the Kaisal. But going to the Kaisal in those days, um, the Arabs would beat people up. It was a Sakana. And the people in Yerushalayim, even though we're talking about the old city of Yerushalayim, they still didn't go. They didn't go, And uh, he saw no one would accompany him, so he decided to go himself. And um, 
it seems that, I guess, some people, they followed him part of the way or whatever it was, that he went through all the alleys and the streets as if he knew exactly where he was going. Almost like he had a GPS ways telling him exactly, turn here, go here. He knew exactly where he was going. And also, nobody touched him. No one bothered him. And when they asked him, how do you know how to get there? He said, when I was in Chutz Laaretz, I used to see in my dream the Kaisel and the Beis Hamikdash and all the paths and roads how to get there. So I knew exactly when I got there, I realized I had the exact way how to get there. Now, the uh, tailor in Yushalayim, Yushalmi Taylor, used to work sometimes in the people's houses that he was uh, doing tailoring for them. So he said that one time he was uh, sewing in Rabzundel's house, and Rabzundel was learning Mesechta Midois. Mesechta Midois is about the measurements and the, and the building of the Beit HaMikdash. And he said when he was learning Mesechta Midois, he was crying bitter tears the entire time as he learned the Mishnayis. And he says, the, the tailor said, you couldn't not cry along with him. I ended up crying along with him. That's how he felt towards the Kaisal, towards Chor Bambes HaMikdash. They used to send him letters from Chutz Laaretz to Davin for, by the Kaisal for people. And he used to go in Davin very often and he never, no one ever started up with him. One time he, he received a letter from a Talmud to Davin for the Talmud's wife. And Reb Zundel asked someone else to write a letter back that uh, he actually davened for him, and he'll sign the letter. And when it came time to sign the letter, Reb Zunda looked at him and says, I'm not signing on a lie, it's a sheker. So he says, what do you mean? He says, you wrote, hispalalnu aleha. You wrote in plural, we davened for her. We didn't daven for her, I davened for her. So he says, I'm not signing it, you have to rewrite it. That's a very interesting story I saw. Rav Avram Yafin, once told this story to the Satmar Rebbe. And he was telling him, you see, you know, he could have said, you know, sometimes when a person is in a humble way, he doesn't say, I did. He says, we did it. The royal we. The royal we. We, we davened. So he says, you see, even though there was ways to, to um, explain how it wasn't Sheker, you see how, how midaktek Reb Zunda was in the Midas HaMes. And the Satmar Rebbe said like this, no, According to the Ramban, it's Sheker Gomer. It's completely false to say we davened instead of I davened. And Rabbi Avram Yafin said for years he was wondering where is this Ramban that the Satmar Rebbe was talking about till he found it. It's unbelievable. In Parsha's boy, Perik Yud, Pasuk Yud Zayin, it says, Paroi said to Moshe, Hatiru Lashem, you, Lashen Rabin, plural, you, Moshe and Aaron, should daven to Hashem, even though Paroi knew only Moshe Rabbeinu was doing the davening. And in fact, every time Moshe Rabbeinu talked about davening, he said, atir lecha. I am going to daven. Says the Ramban, Alashen, Moshe Rabbeinu said it, sheker mipiv. Because if he would say it in plural, it would be a sheker. That's the Ramban. So like we said before, after two years, Reb Shmuel Salant um, came up to Yerushalayim, and Reb Zundel said, okay, there's someone bigger than me here, my son-in-law, Reb Shmuel, so he becomes the Rav. Like I said, I'm only going to be the Rav until someone more fitting is here. But even, and he would send, all people came for Shilas, send them to Shmuel Salant. However, I guess they must live in the same house or it was in the Bezdin over there. Whenever the Shoyal, the person, the petitioner, the one asking the question, would come out from Shmuel Salant, Reb Zundel asked him, knew what did Reb Shmuel Paskin? And if he wasn't happy with the Psak, he would go in and they would talk about it and they would argue and come to what they felt was the, the, the uh, proper Psak. Now, he worked very hard um, with the help of uh, Moses Montefiore 
to get a permit to finish the building of the Chor Vashul. The Chor Vashul had been destroyed and um, it was destroyed for, for years and they wanted to be rebuilt and it took a number of years till they actually got the permit and a number more years for them to actually uh, build it. And in Chuvis Zayis Ranon from the uh, Kutna Rav um, who was uh, afterwards in Yerushalayim in Chelek Bey Simon Gimel he was there at that time. He was one of the great Rabbanim, the Bezdin of the time, I think, or one of the Rabbanim of the time, I'm sorry, that's dated Chav Zayin Elul Tav Reish Chav Dalid. So that's uh, 1864. The letter is to my, my friend, Reb Zundel, and his son-in-law, Reb Shmuel, that you asked me last week about the new Beis HaKnesses, do we recite a Shachayanu or a Taiv or neither? And that's what the Tshuva is about. If one recites on a, the, the, the uh, Chanukah's Habayis, the inauguration of a new Shul, do you recite a Bracha or not? And he comes out over there, Taka, that you don't make a Bracha, and he goes through it. That's, that was a Shaila that they asked him. And at the end of the tshuva, it says, Utila lekel, thank you to Hashem, Niskayim ken lalocha lamaisa, this was fulfilled, lahalocha, and practically, Niskanech habeis hakneses, and we entered and had the chinuch habayis on Thursday, Chavches Elo Tafresh Chavdalid, Bishirim of Ikinairis, with song and with instruments, and with this, hopefully, we should be merit to. Um, rejoice with the building of the base Hamikdash. Now, in that was Tafresh Chaf uh, Dalin. Now, Tafresh Tezai, a few years earlier, a person named Frankel came to Yushalayim, a messenger of the Reform in um, Europe, to make a school. And he came with a lot of funds and money, and the poverty then was extreme, and there was the Ashkenazim and the Svardim, and the Svardim ended up accepting his offer and uh, being part of his school, and Reb Zundel and Reb Shmuel Salant. They fought against any crack in their Messiah and any crack in the in 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 in, in the in the purity of Yadus Atira. They were the Ashkenazim, and um, they made a Yom Tzvila, men, women, and children by the Kaisal Maravi. And then afterwards, they came to the uh, to the uh, plaza in front of the Chor Vashul. The Chor Vashul was still destroyed at that time. It was a uh, number eight years later till. Uh, Till it was rebuilt, as we said before, Tes Nisan Tafresh Tezayin, and Yad Reb Zundel and Reb Nochem Shadker was one of the big gedolim of the time, and all the elders of Yerushalayim were there with Sifrei Taira, and they were in a semicircle with the Sifrei Taira, and they had black candles, and they made a cherem on this safe on this school that no one's allowed to go there, and it was like an awesome, awesome uh, um, experience and uh, and an event, um, very serious and awesome event that they stood, st- stood strong. And this is, they, they fought against Reb Zundel and Shmuel Salant, they fought against any cracks in the walls, so to speak, protecting them in the spiritual walls, because any little crack could bring the whole thing tumbling down. Now in the year Tafresh Chavhei, 1865, there was a cholera epidemic in Yerushalayim, hundreds died, they said 30 a day were dying, Rahman al-Islan, and um, it's interesting, Reb Zundel was makbid that he would daven mincha gedayla every day during the cholera epidemic. The first chance to daven mincha. Why? He said, who knows when a person's going to die? It's a time of danger and I have to be, uh, make sure that I get in every mitzvah I could. Who knows if I wait till the evening, till shkia time, who knows if I'll still be around. And it came one day and he wrote a tzavah, he wrote a will. And in the will, besides... Um, 
he, all his possessions that he that he that he uh, was mechalik to his children. Um, he wrote that they should not eulogize him. They wrote that he wrote that they should do to him like the four misays bezdin, the four ways of killing a person, um, throwing throwing. There's the, the, the there's a way of doing it. Obviously, after the person is dead, but to do the minig of dalamisas, many tzaddikim asked for such a thing, and he said that they have to drag him on the floor from his home till his cavern. That also should be a kapara, and he can't. They can't write any titles on his matseva. Not even Reb. Just it should say, Zundo. Now, Reb Shmuel Salant heard about this from one of his children, from one of the Einaklach of Reb Zundo, and he ran to him and he told him, he tried to convince him to let them write a title, and he said no. And he finally convinced him, he said, that if you just write Zundo without Reb, Zundo could also be a lady's name. And who knows, people are going to end up thinking that you were uh, down the line, they're going to think it's a lady buried there. I'm not sure what to do with that because his name was Yosef Zundel and it says Yosef Zundel on the thing. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. However, he was asking that they should write Reb. You know, Reish? That's it. Like Reb, Reish. That's it. And they told him, we're going to schlep you so far on the ground. It's a big bizarre. So he was asking that, that it doesn't have to be from his house, but um, from Shara Ashpot, from the, that's the gate over there, you know, by the, uh, by the Kaiso, when you go out of the Kaiso there. Um, that's from that gate to um, to Harazesim, there they should schlep him. It doesn't have to be from his house. From his house is a different way to carry him, not like the Gedailim, carry him like a, a simple person. So this is what he was asking him to do. So on Beis Cheshvan, after Shachris, he sa- turned around and he said a vart. B'Shem, his Rabbi Reb Chaim Velazhen, a famous vart. It says, Vayu Amesim Amagefa, there were those who died by Magefa, 24,000. So, he said that Rav Chaim Velazhener said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a chesed. Um, why is there an esnachta? Why is there a pause? There are those who died during the plague. 24,000. It should say one sentence. So he says that, no, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a chesed. 24,000 people have to die. But some people are supposed to die anyways. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu counted in the people who died, those who were going to die anyways, it was a chesed to get to that number. This is the vart that he said that morning on Bey's Cheshvan. And that night, Gimel Cheshvan, he was nifter. Now, they, his sava was not to eulogize him, they didn't eulogize him. The only one was Rameir Arbach, the one of the Dayanim of Shalayim, the author of the Imre Bina. He said a short hespid by the Chur and when they came to Shar Ashbot, when they came to that Shar where they're supposed to drag him, who's going to have the chutzpah to drag his body to Harazesim? No one wanted to do it. So the Rabbanim got together and they decided that the head of the Hever Kedisha was someone named Rabbi Itzel, and he has to do this. And he had no choice and he did it. And he was crying bitter tears as he dragged the body of Reb Zundel all the way from the gate to um, Harazesim. Uh, now, now, today you got to go all down that curvy road to get all the way to Harazesim. If anyone knows, make a left out of Sharashvot. I guess it probably was a little bit more direct, um, straighter to get there. I would assume, but it was still a, a mahalach to get there. And um, he cried so much that the tachrichim became wet from his tears. And he was a pretty, even though he's the head of Chaver Kedisha, the Shabitzel was a pretty jolly guy, a uh, jolly person. So I don't call him a guy, a jolly person. But from that day and on, he lost all simcha in life because he had to do this. I don't know how long this went on for, but about a year before this Rebitzel was nifter, he made a Suda's Haidah, 
And he said, Reb Zundel came to him a few days before in a dream, and he gave him Yashikayach that he um, fulfilled his tzava. I'm just finishing up, I apologize. Um, now, his petira was a, 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 was a, 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 a very hard um, pill to swallow. Franchi Yushalayim, Reb Nachem Shadkar, had been lifted earlier in this magefa. was a terrible magefa. And Reb Meir Arbach wrote a letter, wrote a little note that he put in the hand of Reb Zundel, and he said, you should come in a dream to one of the Chashuvi Yushalayim afterwards, after you go to Shemayim, and found out, find out why we're getting punished so severely. And it seems they say he came back to Reb Zalman Baran and he told him that this is the way it has to be in the beginning of the Geula. Schalt of the Geula, these are part of the Tsaris. And he told him he should look in a certain Sefer and he'll see, see things there. Um, it seems later on, a little bit later, they made a, a Shailas Chaloim also. And they were told that since they're in such close proximity to the Kaisal and they don't mourn properly on the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, that's why this is coming and that's when they made a Gzeira in Yerushalayim a decree that you can't have any instruments at a wedding in the old city of Yerushalayim only a drum because of Avelos and Chorban Yerushalayim it was from this cholera um, epidemic just to hand off Reb Shmuel Salanter said um, Reb Shmuel Salant said about his father Reb Zundel he says the Olam, the world makes a mistake and thinks that he was only a Gadol in Midas Taivas. That was his greatness. He said this in Yiddish. I saw it brought down in Yiddish. He said, you should know, but his greatness in Taira was just like his greatness in Midas. And his Bikiyas, his proficiency in Nistar, in Kabbalah and hidden Taira was just like in Nigla, in the revealed Taira. He was a Gadol, he was the Gadol Hadar in Taira and in Midas Taivas. However, because he was so humble, because his Anivus was so great, people didn't really recognize his Godless in Taira. This is known, this is Reb Zundel, known as Hatzadik Reb Zundel, one of the great ones, the, the, the uh, Rebbe of Reb Yisrael Salanter, as we said in the Shir of Reb Yisrael Salanter, Schusa Yogin Aleinu Ve'al Yisrael, have a wonderful day, everybody, and call tov.